We're doing this. We're doing it live. Did you know the CDC came out with a mass study that was maybe not very good? I don't read the CDC anymore. You know? CDC? The George Floyd Act. Are you voting for it? No. You aren't voting for it? No. Oh, Oh, really? No. No. How about that? Okay. All right. I see how it is. An update on James Coates. He's in jail till May 3rd. That's oh wrong. That's Free unbelievable. James exactly. Free James Coates. Oh, you man. should be mad. Yeah. My goodness. Welcome to the Sunday special. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox. I'm the water boy. Good to be with you guys. I need a salute. You got me all mad with the James Coates. Already? Yeah. Why is, why, is yeah. it, why are they keeping him locked up? For what? How many people has he killed? He, he's a bad guy. No, no. He might. Be a danger to society. to society. To the health. Wait until they find out that those folks still having church. Yeah, right. Was, the church is still having church. Yeah, right. I was Praise talking. God for y'all, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah amen. We, we had a but free James Coates, man. Can I finish the story? Can I? Can I? No, it got me all yeah. mad. Free James Coates. <laughs> we had we had a call with some of the Canadian pastors uh, yesterday, yeah. and we asked them, said any anybody died from the COVID in your church? And, <laughs> and one one pastor said no, but one died from the shutdown. Yeah. Yep. Because he got cancer and couldn't get treated. So who who's responsible for that? Yeah. What official are we going to go arrest and put in yeah. jail and, and have yeah. him stay there for a few months Come because on, he horrible. actually killed somebody? Oh, yeah. No. You know what I'm saying? That's... James Coates up here serving people and they're going. Yeah. You better go on. Hey, you guys. <laughs> you guys need to download the app. We're having uh, iTunes is actually having a little problem right now with uh, oh. with our feed. So it's so a great opportunity. Way, yeah. The best way to which, get us anyway is which, actually download the app. Quite honestly, we're yep. not really. We don't really care about. Uh, iTunes is gonna <laughs> gonna deplatform us, cancel us eventually. I, I was actually I, nervous emailing the customer service because they mean, Apple hates Jesus, <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. we don't really care about Apple. That's why we started. Do you want to go to war? Because we could go to war. Yeah, we for real. <laughs> for real. That's how I feel like right James. <laughs> <laughs> Knox is fired up by Coats. Quick, quick. Coats. What's the next thing? Quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Subscribe to our magazine, too. Does that help Knox? Can I just, yeah. just go through this? Go to, he is that He's going to interrupt me every time. I'm going yeah. to put yeah, my this is, Yeah, this is Knox right now. <laughs> Locking up our brother preaching the I got to hurry up on this one. Deathwire. Go to deathwire.com for our news yeah. aggregator. You got anything to say about that, Knox? Yeah, you know, James know? Coates is not in general population. <laughs> I got to say this because, you know, hold on. He's in general population. They done messed up. I just want everybody yep, to know out yep, there. They did done James, messed up. They, they done put him in general population. Before he was quarantined, they yep. had him separate from everybody. Now they're going to have a gospel insurrection. That's right. Insurrection. People, people about to get saved up in the prison. <laughs> yeah. Because they put James Coates in the Amen. prison. So I, I just want y'all to know if y'all want this to end, y'all better yeah. let the man out. You guys okay. remember remember what Jesus said when Saul was breathing threats against the Christians on his way to Damascus. Jesus came and knocked Saul down and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Mm. You don't know you don't you don't know what you're messing with, Canada. Yeah. Right? You're you're messing with Jesus. Mm. Right. Come right? on now, preach, preacher. He's the king mm. and yeah. he's the Lord. And, yeah. and and you're messing with him. Oh, we ain't right. gonna get nowhere. Come on now. You mess with his people. Come on now. So be, be encouraged, Canada. Free James Coates. <laughs> yeah. Jesus is coming mm. for these for these fools. Mm. Yep. Um, until they kiss the sun. That's right. You better. You better. We ain't gonna get nowhere. That's really good. We Are we gonna get, get to the new segment? No, but this man. does get us to our conference. No, no. Okay. That's this news. This gets us to our rally. Yeah, it is news. Just, just be clear. This yeah, is that's news. Right. Yeah. That's right. The, the news is that Jesus is coming for Canada. Hey, you better say. Because you're messing with our brother, mm. his brother, yeah. Jesus's friend, right. James Coates, and his family, Woo. and his church, right. and his neighbors. Mm. Okay, that's news. Woo. That's news. Man. That's good. Well, we're going to take up some offer now. We're going to be doing the same thing. We're going to be. T- <laughs> <laughs> 
if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. It's over. Bring the offerings up. Don't they have a website if you want to give to James Colt? Is it at the uh, church well, website? Well, you can just go to his church's website. This is why you need the app because you're going to have these notes in the app. If you want to be yeah. a blessing yeah. to them, yeah. you can go to the website and be we'll I'm put, having an we'll offer. Search Fight Laugh Feast on your app. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's why we're going to South Dakota, Rapid City, South Dakota. Governor Christy Nome was the only governor in the union to read her constitution. She has a constitutional backbone. Yeah. Um, even, the, even the Republicans don't really want to touch her. No, no. because no. she ain't going to be controlled by she, your, she's your whims. Not, she's not playing political games. Come no. on now. She just no. cares about her people. You're trying yeah. to get this organized. And the truth. And, and the truth. And the truth. And the, yeah. Yep. She, anyways, um, so we're going to Rapid City because we want to encourage you. Um, we're going to. We're going to love God. We're going to sing psalms. Yeah. And we are going to defy tyrants. What's wrong yeah. with you, That's right. That's right. Um, I heard um, Aaron Snell is coming. Aaron Snell? Yeah, is we got yeah, oh, to get him on the show. Yes. He's, he, yep. um, he was at the National he was, Conference. He was leading our psalm sing. He's, yeah. The, yeah. yeah, he's like at the top, you know, at the front of the column of the army. Yeah, he was. Teaching us how to sing, yep. how yep. to shout our praises. We're kicking off the conference with beer and psalms on Thursday night. And then we're going to sing psalms all and through the weekend. All through the weekend. We have an after, kind of an after party Thursday night. We have, we have we're doing something special every night. Yeah. So, kind of after. And then a Sabbath feast. Yep. Saturday evening yep. at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the Guys, conference. We're and, well, we're working on that. I'm working on that oh, oh there's gonna be a sabbath feast. yeah there is there is there, there is. is just so i want to remind everybody you know you're talking about um aaron snell it's the image that was at the tennessee conference was amazing he's up there teaching mm-hmm. and if you're in the back you see all these people who are raising their hands and singing yeah. god's psalms yeah. and i was just recent I'm, we're never going to get to the news i was just recently reading again about jehoshaphat and he's, yeah. he's, he comes and restores the kingdom. Yeah. But one of the first things he did was restore the worship of God's people. Yeah, right. And right now, if you look, what's broken is the church. Right. And he goes, he goes out and does this. I believe it's in uh, uh, Second Chronicles chapter 19, chapter 20. Yeah, it's uh-huh. right in there. And, and one of the first things that happens, the, the battle the, rages hotter. The armies are coming. The armies are coming. Yeah, you know where I'm going. Because so, they're worshiping God. They're worshiping God. And then God, and then a prophet steps up while they're worshiping God and says, don't worry, you won't have to fight this battle. Yeah. And, and another army comes in and destroys the army that's coming after them, <laughs> right. and then they kill themselves. Yep. This is amazing. And then after that, they this, come in. There's more. Yeah, they come in, and the spoils are all yep. there. Yep. God had blessed them so much right. because of their worship that it took them three days right. to gather right. all the spoils that are in there. That's the feminists and the trannies fighting come and on killing now. each other. Come on. The, well, the, 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 the wicked is laid up for the just. The, come on. the statists yep. and the woke and the BLM yep. and the LGBT jihad. Yep. You know, they can all kill each other. That's right. And, and God's people can be standing there and say, hey, look, I, okay, I guess we'll run Apple then. Yeah. Come on. But <laughs> you, I guess I guess we'll run Amazon. Here's one of the reasons why it's so important to learn to sing psalms. I've been reading Psalm 119 every day, which has been yeah. a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and in Psalm 119, um, verses Ooh, 98 like and 99. So you got to... You got to get deep in it to get to this verse. Right. But it, but it says, uh, David says, your commandments make me wiser than all my enemies. Mm. Yeah. For it is ever with me. I... I have more understanding than all my teachers for your testimonies are my meditation. Mm, too bad that's Old Testament. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All scriptures God breathed, brother. All scripture. Jehoshaphat, then it keeps going. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah. armies are coming against him, and Jehoshaphat yeah. says he, he prays to the Lord, and he, and, and he then sets up the choir. That's right. And the choir, choir. goes out in front of in the front. army. That's yeah. right. And it says that as the choir sang, God set ambushes for yeah. the enemies of God. Yeah. So that's why we're going to sing. That's why you need to come to that's Rapid right. City. Come that's sing right. with us. Yep. Wasn't it, that Psalm 124? Every, or we, we think it was Psalm 124 that the... That the uh, 
um, uh, the choir would go out before the army and sing Psalm 124? Uh, that was, that was the Scottish those, Reformation. You, wasn't? Uh, but, you can't look well, at Well, Israel probably did it all first. The, all the Psalms are war songs, <laughs> though. Well, and you can't look at our situation now and not find the same kind of resemblance where the, the armies of God, or yeah. the, the, the church of God, is not meeting. Right. It, we're sit back. We're not having and worship. And that's why they don't want and us to meet. That's, well, yeah. The, it, the, the, I'm not saying all the, the politicians know what they're doing, but the right. principalities and powers know. They know what they're doing. They, they don't want us to meet for worship. They it, don't want God's people breaking. Breaking bread and drinking wine with yep. joy to the Lord for their salvation. You Look, and we're already seeing this with Texas and Mississippi. Right. This is not even talking about church. No, that's right. The, the liberals are mad that Texas and Mississippi are opening up. <laughs> right. Yep. That's not even talking about church. <laughs> yeah. No. Every time that God does something on behalf of His people, there was another. Um, well, there was a who was it? Was it was it Josiah or? Oh, right before that, but there was another king. Hezekiah? Uh, well, might have been Hezekiah, the, yeah, where the, the, they start praying. I think it was Hezekiah because and they'd have this huge army that was threatened and said, yeah. Hezekiah's torn down the, all the altars and said, you only can have one altar. Yeah. First thing that happens every time is worship is restored. Worship yeah. is restored. And then God goes the, out. The enemies out. come. The enemies right. come and God sent out an angel because he started praying. Mm-hmm. Sent out an angel and smote all the leaders of that army. The king goes back right. and his people smite him. Yeah. I mean, come on. If yeah. you, you don't even have to fight what you need to do is go before the lord in your churches right get on your knees and won't he move for you okay i'm done i'm done samaritan ministries connects hundreds of thousands of christians across the nation who who help one another with their medical needs Mm. Uh, samaritan ministries is one of our sponsors we We believe in what they do it's all christians helping one another with their medical needs without the use of insurance yeah there are no network restrictions as a samaritan free yourself as a samaritan free yourself. member when a health care need arises you just choose your own doctor your own hospital your own treatment Ooh, your yeah. own pharmacy that's and, a free man and then it's you dangerous. samaritan ministries connects you with other members that pray for you yeah. so you get a prayer yeah the power of prayer and then just send a financial gift directly to someone who will help you uh that you're helping with their medical expenses my family's done this for a number of years yeah. we, we send our check to someone every month we stop and we pray for the family or the individual that has a need you can join anytime new members are always welcome this is how the body of christ works yeah. together you can learn more at samaritanministries.org slash cross politic let them know that we sent you yeah, i just want to remind everybody if you've been watching samaritan during the time of the pandemic they've been ahead mm-hmm. they've been thinking ahead of yeah, this yeah. whole situation oh, yeah. they were ahead of pan- they were sending out computers to their people who needed them who were working from home yeah. and who were homeschooling and who ki- had kids in school so that they can get on the internet yeah. and do their business yeah. before the government yeah. was right they were already they were already thinking about an, that an anti-fragile yeah. community way before all around healthcare. way before speaking of our health yeah the cdc came out with a study oh uh, it's got to be legit really Who cares? yeah it's got to be legit the study says that basically the, the cdc study says that masks are uh, are showing some effect um, what you just like, said is one of the most <laughs> insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. I, I have no points. No points yep. And may God have mercy on I'm just soul. the messenger. Mm-hmm. I'm just the Where's messenger. The messenger? <laughs> they, they may have some effect on making people more sick. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Actually... That's actually what's happened. Uh, the charts that you showed us, where, where you know, yep. I mean, first of all, there's no significant difference. You show the, the where the mask mandate, no yep. mask mandate. Yeah. But actually, we need to we need to revisit that. If you in zoom a, in, in a little yeah. bit closer, I mean, it's basically the same shape. Doesn't yep. matter. Uh-huh. But if you zoom in a little bit close, the people with mask mandates have higher rates. Yeah. 
than yep. people without mask mandates. So there were. Is uh, that what the CDC study says? No, they, no, don't, they no, don't say that. No, no, no. In states with a mandate <laughs> no. in effect, this is the people who are actually critiquing. Who is who is the American this Institute for Economic Research? Okay, so Great, they, a good organization. They said, they said around nine million six hundred five thousand who were confirmed with COVID nineteen cases, which works out on an average of twenty seven cases per one hundred thousand people per day. When the states didn't have a statewide order, including states where were never with uh, mandates. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Averaging 17 cases per 100,000. So I guess there was seven people less when they didn't have a mandate. <laughs> 17 <laughs> cases. Yeah. In so, other words, no difference. So there was really no difference. And so, 17 cases. So there's 15 states that never did. Per 100,000? Right. So so 27 cases per 100,000 versus 17 cases per 100,000. <laughs> With no mandate. <laughs> That's funny to tell me. So, uh, but meaning, put it this way: it doesn't matter. It, didn't, it didn't matter at all. The CDC says, except for the economic resources that that state had, got crushed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, they're Mom not taking. Pop. Yeah. yeah, yeah, crushed. So there's yeah, 15 people, states. A bunch of people got yelled at in grocery stores. There's uh, 15 states okay. that uh, never did a mask mandate, okay. and uh, eight of the 15 states are in the bottom uh, half of death per 1,000 yeah. per hundred thousand. Right. Or maybe it's deaths per one million, right. uh, and so eight of the bottom of the of the states rank in the bottom half, and then eight seven of the states rank in you know the top twenty five yeah. um, kind of kind of thing. But but wait, wait, in other words, wait, wait. it's negligence. Yeah, I'm okay. no no, it's, um, no. <laughs> it is negligence. <laughs> it is negligence. <laughs> right. It is uh, well, <laughs> Negli- negligent. Thank you. Thank you. The, oh my goodness! The the, uh, the it, it, it's completely ineffectual. It doesn't matter. It's a wash. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah exactly. Um, it, it, well, it, it's, but it's not a wash. Except it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. not a wash because there are people who died during this pandemic, yeah. right. and they couldn't see them for the last time. They couldn't. Right. What's the value of that? Right. Yeah. I can't see grandma. Marcus just went with that with his grandmother. Yeah. My 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 uh, my wife's grandfather uh, passed away this winter, and it was in last time we saw him was last June. Yeah. Through glass. Mm. Wow, and, and he, no, he didn't have he didn't have human touch from his family for the last nine months of his life. Uh-huh. But, I, mean, I mean, his his wife thankfully was there with him. Yeah, um, but that's it was through glass. You know, we we sang a psalm to him <laughs> through the glass yeah, yeah. with with a with a cell phone. Of course, you could pass a cell phone in that I was <sighs> had, had kissed and had, it was all over my face. Oh my goodness. And, <laughs> I can't. You're gonna make me cry. I but can't. no, it, no, it's absolutely insane. And yeah. and and we did. You know, Cuomo did this, but we all did this. We did. We 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 have massively dishonored our fathers and our mothers. Ugh. And and you know, we're, this is this is what happens. You know, the, when you turn away from God, when you do yeah. things your own way, you kill people. People yeah. are crushed. Yeah. Lives are crushed. It yeah. it really does matter whether you obey God or not. It's yeah. mm. you can't say I'm a Christian, but that doesn't apply to politics. That doesn't yeah. apply to the public square. Look, that's the one thing that God's taught us in 2020. It yeah. matters. It does yeah. matter. Lives right. are at stake. Yeah. yeah. And how can you trust people who don't know how to acknowledge a man and a woman? Yeah. Or a, a human being in the womb, a and you're going to trust them to tell you. Yeah. Image of God. Uh, they don't understand yeah. human touch and the no. value of that. No. All right, so we got to talk about the Voters' Rights Act, yeah. and we got to talk about the George Floyd that passed uh-huh. the Senate. That's going to come up and next. The 14th yeah. and, and the 14th Amendment. And the 14th Civil Rights Act. Okay, there's so much to talk about. More coming up on Cross Politics. We hope you have the app. We're going to cover everything. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> Free James Coates. More Cross Politics <laughs> coming up next. When a medical need arises, hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation care for one another by sharing financially for those medical needs. 
Samaritan members pray and reflect God's love and care by providing for one another. While times continue to change, God's love doesn't. He cares for us as we are called to care for one another. That's exactly right. That's what my head is. The show is brought to you by Free, Free James, James Coates. Coates. That's right. There we That's go. That's right. <laughs> Welcome back to Cross Politics on the Fight Life Feast Network. We are very grateful to have with us right now on the line, Mr. Matt Brainerd. He's the former director of data and strategy for the Trump campaign. Ooh. Drafted and executed this strategy of targeting low propensity voters who had a high affinity for President Trump. That might have been me. I don't know. <laughs> He's the president of Brainerd Group, a political and digital strategy firm. He's worked for over 100 federal, state, and municipal candidates and many national advocacy organizations and nonprofits. Man, I should have hired him when I was running for Latah County can, Commissioner. You, you couldn't afford it. Probably, probably, probably not. Previously worked worked on messaging and survey research for Frank Lutz, was a senior oh. redistricting and election administration analysis at election data services, has served for three election cycles in the Republican National Committee's political analysis department. Prior to joining the RNC in 96, Matt was a field coordinator for Buchanan for president. After the 2020 general election, Matt founded and led the Voter Integrity Project to discover illegal ballots. Oh, we got to talk about that. No, he didn't. Other, no, he didn't. Other election <laughs> anomalies. He is the executive director of Look Ahead. America. Matt, thanks for joining us on Cross Politic. Thanks for having me. I'm really glad to be here with you guys. So first off, just maybe explain what is Look Ahead America? Why, why, why did you start it and what is it for? Sure. So Look Ahead America is a nonpartisan, nonprofit 501c3 organization. I don't believe it. It was. <laughs> well, we've got some skeptics in the crowd. Huh? Well, I'll be happy to show you the IRS determination letter. Um, but we were started by myself and 30 former Trump campaign staffers. Our primary goal was to register, educate, and turn out to vote disaffected patriotic Americans of rural and blue-collar background. Our other focus is ensuring voter integrity, and uh, that has been part of our mission from the start. And in the aftermath of the 2020 election, we started a new effort called the Voter Integrity Project within Look Ahead America. And we got involved in quite a few court cases. We're producing research and reports, not only on what happened in the 2020 election, but we've got a massive uh, group of activists across the country whom we've trained. In the last month, we've trained over 3,000 activists live on how to how to get engaged with their state legislatures and county governments uh, in the fight for voter integrity, as well as other patriotic causes. Well, so you must be the man to ask this question to then. What's that? Which is, was there election fraud in 2020? We've identified enough illegal ballots that the the winner of the, the election, uh, the number of votes that the winners got in the you know enough pivotal states is surpassed by the number of illegal ballots that we're able to document. And we believe that the conclusion of this is that the deserved winner of the presidential election is unknowable. Um, we presented some of this evidence in our court cases where we were basically experts in producing expert reports, and we're going to be rolling out reports on Georgia, Wisconsin, Arizona, and potentially Pennsylvania um, within the next uh, several months. We're probably going to be releasing a report on Georgia, I think, next week. We want to get it done today, but some things are taking longer than we thought. Um, basically documenting that the number of illegal ballots surpassed the margin of victory. And most of these were cast by people who did not have legal residency in the state of Georgia. Hmm. They may have had um, an old address in Georgia, and now they live in New York City, but they figured, hey, my vote doesn't matter in New York City, I'm going to cast it in Georgia. 
This happens every election. Wow. Um, but this time, the margin was so close that these actually were able to make a difference. Wow. So that's what we're really highlighting. And um, unlike, you know, there are a lot of crazy claims that have been made out there. I'm not going to comment on anybody individually or yeah. statistical analysis saying that this proves it. Right. But we have names and numbers and addresses of people who do not live in, say, for example, the state of Georgia, or they registered with uh, an illegal address, like a doctored a post office box to look like an apartment building right. that were illegal, not, not eligible to vote. So it's pretty clear cut from our point of view. We're going to be pushing that case, not because we think the election outcome is going to be reversed or something, but in an effort to get meaningful reforms in these states. So how did you get access to that, that those voters? Um, how did you get access to the paperwork, you know, the physical data? You know, data because a lot of what we've been, you know, Dave, hearing. He can tell you, but he had to kill you. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Oh, it, no, it's, you know, there are a lot of people who make claims about voter fraud and illegal right. ballots, et cetera, but they're on sort of a basis of trust me or trust this mathematical formula that right. proves it. We took the raw data from the, from the Secretary of State of Georgia immediately after the election, all the people that voted. We ran that up against another federal and public database, the National Change of Address database. That's where you send a notice to get your mail forwarded, but you tell the federal government, look, I am permanently moving to another address, another address out of state. Right. We have the list of addresses where people are registered to vote, and we match that up against um, Kinko's or, or FedEx shops or UPS stores or post offices that are not legal places to declare as your residence. We also found other states' voter databases and found somebody that was registered in Georgia, for example, but then moved to South Carolina, registered to vote there, thus nullifying their ability to vote in the state of Georgia. Got it. And there are enough of these cases, it's completely transparent. Yeah. Um, enough of these cases that there are more of these ballots cast than the margin of victory in Georgia, and we believe similar situation uh, occurred in Wisconsin and in Arizona and uh, potentially in Pennsylvania. So without uh, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Arizona, um, the current... Uh, president wouldn't be president go ahead matt, matt is are you saying that this was a decisive reason for trump losing um or are there other factors that are in play for why trump lost so the uh the margins here were so close that i do believe electoral ballots we can think prove this beyond reasonable doubt uh affected the outcome of the election however what had a much more substantial impact on the election, 100 to 1,000 times greater, was the fact that the left was extremely well-funded over the last four years in an effort to register, educate, and turn out to vote. Their voters in these urban bases, centers of these swing states, like Fulton County, for example, and there was no effort by patriotic uh, organizations or conservatives on the right mm. to do the same thing, to turn out these disaffected patriotic Americans. And that's why I look at America's primary mission is so important. Everybody gets very excited about voter fraud, but what I can promise you has had a much bigger impact was the fact that so many people who should have turned out to vote. They were never reached. They were never brought into the system. And that's what Look Ahead America's primary mission Got it. is. Wow. Got it. So Got it. I, looking at this, too, hearing so much out there, everybody's talking about big tech and how they've operated, Facebook and Twitter, whoever you want to call, and they've helped, helped swing things to a particular way. Now, there's no doubt there's that big tech has some sort of play in our elections, but where where's their hand in all of this? How are they operating in, in, in our elections? Sure. Well, they had two very big hands. One is the very obvious hand of suppressing news stories that were damaging to one candidate in the last election. Right. That had a tremendous impact, basically deleting a, a very 
I think, significant New York Post story, preventing it from being shared or spread. And that happened all across the board because I think they were in the tank for one of those candidates. Right. And that was a, a very obvious way, but a much less obvious way is that they were the ones that were funding efforts of people like Stacey Abrams in Georgia hmm. to go out and deep into And here's the thing. I... Again, this is people get caught up about voter fraud and illegal ballots, but I, in the aftermath of the 2020 general election, I walked through neighborhoods in Fulton County myself, knocking on doors, confirming whether or not people exist and whether or not they voted. And I went through entire neighborhoods of people that Stacey Abrams registered to vote, educated, and turned out to vote. And there was nothing like that on the right. And the reason she was able to do that is because she had tens of millions of hundreds of millions of dollars from major left-wing donors like Zuckerberg, like Tom Steyer, like George Soros. Mm. And look at America. I look up, you know, every day I see my donations come in. It's a bunch of 25s and 50s and $5 contributions from the grassroots. So we have nothing like this in terms of funding. And I hate to say it, but funding makes a difference. If, if, If I had anything commiserate to do with what Stacey Abrams did, you know, maybe things would have been quite different. We, you know, with she registered maybe a million or more voters. Wow. We could have done the same thing on the right, but there's no, unfortunately, I've spent the last four years, here's a little inside story. There's a big meeting that happens in Washington, D.C. every week. And at that meeting, you have White House people, you have um, uh, Senate, House, leadership of every organization here in D.C. you've ever heard of. And every year I go out at the beginning of the year and I presented slides and I said, okay, in the last year, these are the new progressive voters that have been registered. And these are the new conservative voters that have been registered in these swing states. And every year that deficit got higher and higher and higher. Wow. And I go to do that meeting and I finish my presentation. I get a very polite round of applause, but I get no questions. Nobody want to come up and talk to me. Mm. Nobody want to discuss anything. We're always caught up in these things that are of the moment that don't really matter very much. Like you can imagine the, the tremendous amount of uh, oxygen consumed over, you know, the death of Jeffrey Epstein, right? <laughs> it doesn't really matter what happened to him. It doesn't matter what happened to him insofar as your ability to do something about it or its impact. I mean, if you look at look at our organization's name, look ahead. Look ahead at things that are important, that matter the long term, that are maybe not sexy or scintillating or not click-worthy right. in the short term. But these are things that matter, and these are things that have tremendous impact on our elections. The left has been doing a phenomenal job for generations of registering, educating, and turning out people to vote. Now, has, has fraudulent votes been a component of that? Has it legal ballots? I think the, the answer to that is yes, but that is dwarfed by the actual real people that they've mm. been able to, to engage and turn out to vote and convince that, look, progressive causes are their causes. Mm. And, you know, hopefully, and here's a sad thing. I've been struggling with Look Ahead America for the last four years. And my wife said to me, you know, people aren't really paying you any attention, but maybe it will take Trump losing for them to recognize the importance of your mission. I said, honey, <laughs> wow. I, I do not want to see that happen. That would be horrific here we are but it did happen and maybe now people will start paying attention to something that's very unsexy and unclick worthy but is of vital importance so, so wait uh, i gotta I got follow up so question here. Yeah. Too, okay. so how did trump win against hillary if the democrats have been registering and, and doing this stuff uh how did trump beat hillary i think that he had a unique appeal that was able to cross to get voters to consider voting for him that would never have previously considered voting Republican because he did not look like your um, central casting stock, Bob Dole, Mitt Romney, John McCain, Republican, did not talk about those issues, talked about issues that transcended the typical left-right dichotomy that we've seen in this country. He was in 
Look at America's an America First organization. Donald Trump was an America First candidate, and he spoke about things and tackled issues that uh, were kind of contrary to the orthodoxy of much of this, you know, the position of the Republican Party and the typical dominant voices in it, which are, you know, uh, business first or the the Chamber of Commerce priorities and issues like why we have to have open borders and we have to have free trade and we've got to suppress artificially the cost of labor in this country, et cetera, et cetera. So he was able to approach that. But the thing is, um, the left in some ways were caught with their pants down. They weren't expecting to be as strong as he was or happy mm. as he was. And they went into overdrive over the last four years. Again, they've spent more than they've ever spent in the past on these nonprofit, truly nonpartisan efforts to turn out in their, the places that they know that people are sympathetic to, to their messaging, and then they show up and vote, and they make a choice. And again, nobody did that on the right. So uh, basically, they went in overdrive for the last four years to make sure what happened this time to them did not, or that happened in 16, uh-huh. didn't happen again. And it's hard to say that the, they didn't have an impact. Right. So is there big tech for conservatives? I mean, other than my pillow and Goya Foods? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, are there... Because yeah, how are you going to compete? Are, are there other big techs that just need to be encouraged and drawn out, or does it not exist? So part of um, Look Ahead America's mission is that voter registration, education, and turnout, those are very expensive operations. And we haven't really raised the type of money to engage with that fully. But one thing we have found is that we've got a lot of volunteers who are active and interested in helping us um, who are able to donate their time and their their energies. And we've been training them on how to lobby their county and state governments. And one of our initiatives that we've rolled out in terms of policy objective is to help to establish something called free speech states. Now, a lot of folks say, well, state governments have passed laws saying that you can't censor, you know, Twitter can't censor conservatives, et cetera. And, uh, that's a, a good pathway to pursue, but I don't know that that will stand up to constitutional scrutiny, etc. But one thing that state governments can make a decision about, and they frequently make this decision on other matters, is to say that you're entitled to do what you want with your company, but you're not entitled to become enriched with taxpayer dollars paid for by citizens whom you are censoring. Mm. So our free speech, uh, free speech state concept would prevent a state from doing business with a social media network that censors legal speech with a tech firm that deplatforms people based on their politics and legal political activity or doesn't do business with financial institutions who uh, will deperson on person folks who are you know engaging in legal businesses be it a gun shop or something like that which are being targeted now by financial institutions and what that will do is force tech companies if we get enough states on board with this to make a decision either they can decide that we're not going to continue censoring legal speech or deplatforming people engaged in their First Amendment uh, rights of political activity, etc. Or we're going to say, look, we're going to keep censoring. We're going to keep uh, deplatforming people. We don't care about the state's business, and that will create uh, contracts that can no longer go to them. That can go then go to new companies that can create this new ecosystem of social media, tech, and financial institutions that will uh, this new ecosystem that will respect First Amendment rights. So again, we have trained people in the states to advocate for this, and we're going to be ramping up that effort very significantly because, at least in terms of like a, a financial perspective for as an institution, that doesn't cost us very much to do, and we are, we're happy to provide leadership on that initiative as well as other initiatives we want to see um, states take advantage of, such as uh, voter integrity. One thing to recognize is one place you don't have strength is Washington, D.C. right now. Mm-hmm. Patriots don't yeah. have a lot of strength. Yeah. But one place they have a tremendous amount of strength is in the state legislatures. So we have to go to where we have strength, 
and leverage it. And the way to leverage that is by getting our activists to put pressure on their state legislators to pass free speech states initiatives and to pass voter integrity reforms that are very important to them. And that's where we're engaging right now. And again, that doesn't cost nearly as much as you know this the very difficult task of registering, educating, and turning out new voters. Um, but we're happy to make the difference where we can. Oh, there's so much I you so much I want to ask you, man. Um, you know, looking at the last election and, and how it ended, looking at lost the House for the most part, lost the Senate. Um, do you think moving forward that um, how would you get people to think about, I guess, Trump's laws and how do they need to be acting over the next two years, next four years as things are moving forward? I think we need to get away from the mindset that there's anybody else out there who's going to save us. There's anyone else out there helping us. Um, there was this odd phenomenon that I think the media really over-inflated um, called uh, the QAnon, the Q folks, sure, right? Sure, And I, you know, I, I, it's, I think it's a problem for people. There are very, some people are very gullible and they'll believe anything. But part of the problem with that was that it always portrayed the story that there are these government insiders who are fighting to save our country. There's no them. There's only us. So I'd ask anybody that has trouble with the way uh, the last election went and said, well, what did you do? How many voters did you register? How many people in your family that you know that are eligible to vote that didn't vote did you drive to the polls? Or did you call them every day and ask them to get that absentee ballot? Did you bring an absentee ballot to their home? Uh, did you do this with your church? How many people did you talk to after church every day saying, did you vote? Are you registered to vote? Did you set up a table outside your church to help people register to vote? There is no them. There's only us. So if you did not take these steps, and I personally look back and I say, well, what did I do? Or what steps did I miss over the last four years? I, res I accept responsibility for the outcome of this election. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody in your audience who did not like how this thing turned out, they have to start by accepting responsibility, what, what they missed, what opportunities they missed to affect it. And then say, okay, well, what can I do now? And one thing I can offer them, volunteer with Look Ahead America. We will put you to work. We will train you. We will give you guidance and leadership and help you to become engaged. But again, we can't do this without you. And I'm, I'm not even just asking for, you know, money obviously helps. Obviously, we accept donations, but we're just as eager to get volunteers because we will put you to work and make a difference. But you got to get off the couch. <laughs> I, I, have you been paying attention to the For the People Act? Uh, better known as HR one. Mm -hmm. Could you? I have. What, what's your take on that? I think that it's in many. It's a very big piece of legislation. Yeah. There's a lot of things in it that people aren't focusing on, and I think a lot of it. You never can tell, but I think some aspects of it will be declared unconstitutional, particularly the way the federal government is forcing states to consider yeah. how they draw their congressional districts. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, that's something that is well reserved historically to the states to determine. I don't. I don't know how that necessarily will pass uh, constitutional muster, especially with the way the Supreme Court is currently configured. Yeah. There are other things that, that are really toxic. I think this this legislation allows politicians to accept contributions and put that money directly in their personal pockets. Mm. That's never been the case before. Mm. Politicians have gone to jail, prison for this before right. I've lost office. All Now it's going to legalize that. And I think it, in some ways it looks to me like bribery. There are also a lot of things that this law does to affect the way the elections themselves are run. And I've got some bad news is that uh, I'm not sure those things are necessarily going to fail a constitutional test. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But it's very likely this piece of legislation is going to pass. Huh. Now, Look Ahead America has put forward our policy objectives to reform uh, election 
the way elections are run, our voter integrity reforms, and we're fighting for them in multiple states right now. Our advocates are pushing them forward. Uh, Louisiana is actually the top of our list right now, but they can, there's six different reforms. And what I sort of like about our reforms is that they eliminate virtually all of the problems that we had with the 2020 general election, but they're also kind of compatible with HR1, because I did read HR1, and I think that many things that we're trying to do with our policy objectives are actually in harmony in some ways take advantage of some of the provisions in HR1. Mm -hmm. I mean, one thing HR1 does do is it requires a paper ballots for everything. Oh, right, um, right. There's, they also sort of establish an interstate um, cooperation to ensure that people aren't voted or registered to vote in multiple states. However, yeah. um, participation in that is not mandatory. So, well, you know, one of the things we're going to do is push states to actively participate in this to get people off their voter rolls who don't belong in it. HR1 does make it very difficult to do this in some ways, but I think that, that between court decisions rendering what's unconstitutional, um, unconstitutional in that legislation, between our reforms being compatible but still able to eliminate much of the voter fraud and the public's disgust at incumbent members of the House and Senate voting for legislation that allows them to personally pocket um, campaign contributions will energize people to vote against them in the future. You may recall that uh, the House flipped parties in 1994 in part right. because of this type of scandal because of, um, the, of members taking advantage of the Postal Service or voting for themselves, uh, pay raises, et cetera. So hopefully this is the kind of thing that can have some play in uh, some of the uh, congressional district races that will decide the uh, control of the House moving forward. So one last thing on the voter fraud thing that you didn't mention. I, um, so, you know, everybody's been yelling and screaming about the the Dominion machines. What What's your take on the, on the Dominion machines business? Well, I've actually received uh, now two threatening letters from Dominion's attorneys. And okay. we respond to them, and people can read about that on our website, lookatamerica.org, which is really unusual because we never made any claims about um, vote switching happening at the machine level or anybody's machines. We never specifically identified any problem. That was an air We focus entirely on ballots being cast by people who shouldn't be able to cast. Right. right? We didn't look at the counting side of things. Right. However... I think one of the reasons we're drawing so much scrutiny is because one of our policy objectives is to outlaw black box voting equipment. Okay. Black box voting equipment runs on hardware and software whose source code is a secret. The public, elected officials can't look at it and review it. Mm. It's a corporate secret. And I think that mm. that invites a lot of suspicion about how these yeah. votes are tallied. Mm. I can also tell you that Princeton did a peer-reviewed scientific study and found that these proprietary machines are not only susceptible to hacking, but they're susceptible to hacking in such a way that you don't even know that they're hacked. <laughs> I'm calling them black box voting machines, but what I want to replace them with are glass box voting machines. In a glass box, there's nowhere for you to hide in a trap door or a secret entrance. Right. And we're leading this fight across the country, especially again in Louisiana, Thankfully, due to pressure from people that are working with our organization, the state has withdrawn its $100 million uh, purchase order for voting equipment that would be using this black box systems. Mm. And I think it's really important that, that you know, we not have our votes counted by software and hardware that we're not allowed to review. Now, look, I'm not sure if any of you guys are like computer programmers or anything. I'm sure that if the source code was public, I don't know that all of you guys would be readily downloading it, identifying it, and trying to find, nope. you know, potential flaws. <laughs> Every night. What you would do is you would find people, whether you're a Democrat, or Republican, an independent, libertarian, whatever, right. but you would find people that you trust, right. who do have that ability, who would review that and say, look, 
Um, you may not like how the election came out, but I can tell you that these machines are secure. Uh, there was no interference on the machines themselves, so you can at least trust what you know the way they counted the ballots. I think that's important. And more than that, it's not just about voter integrity. When they these uh, states contract to purchase this equipment. They're not just buying the, the equipment, they're buying a service contract mm. right. to service these machines for like a generation, 20 years longer maybe, wow. however long they're in. And though that contract goes to a company that in all likelihood is not in the state, may not even be in the United States. Yeah. So by going to open source uh, glass box voting equipment, the service contracts can in fact potentially go to IT firms, tech support firms within that state rather than sending jobs, yeah. millions and millions of dollars yeah. in jobs out of state, they can build jobs in state. So it's not just about election integrity, which is absolutely the number one most important thing here. Sure. It's also about creating jobs in their home state. So we're, these are arguments that our activists are bringing to state legislators to tell them, look, we just need to ban, ban this black box voting equipment. It, it'll increase confidence in the elections and it's probably gonna be cheaper and it has the potential to create home state jobs rather than shipping our tax dollars out of state or maybe even out of sea, overseas. Yeah. Mm, I, I no wonder you got a letter from Dominion. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, yeah, thanks, Matt. Now we're going to get one, too. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Matt Brainer, lookaheadamerica.org, lookaheadamerica.org. Matt, thank you so much for coming on our show. Happy to be here. More cross politic coming up next. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. And I like Matt. Yeah. He said he'd come back on again. He, he said he would. Glass boxes. We want glass boxes. Yeah. Sunshine. Light. Yeah. Transparency. And, and everybody should want that. Whatever yeah. side you're on. Yeah. Everybody wants integrity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Truth. Hey, welcome back to Cross Politic on the one and only Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. You know what's crazy? I'm, I'm going. What, what, I want to remind you. Free James Coates. Free James yes. Coates. Also. Free James Coates. Don't get me stoned. What is he? I was calming down a little bit. I was calming down. You didn't. No. <laughs> Woo. We're going to remind you that one of the best ways you can help us is mm. by becoming a Fight Laffy's club member. Amen. Um, the, we we are trying to build a network that is anti-fragile. Amen. Um, that is is uh, cancel-proof. Mm -hmm. um, that's not dependent on big tech preach, preach or up. any of these things. Um, we And so what we have is the, this subscription model. So basically you become a member. There's different tiers. Bronze. What is it? Silver. Gold, oh, yeah, keep platinum. Going up, keep going There's up. one that we platinum. don't talk about hardly ever. We should talk about, which is the high five. Oh, high five! I love the high five. The high five is great. So you you might not be able to do the five ten, bucks a month. Five bucks a month, and you get access to one um, of our club content exclusives. That's right. So for, sure for how long? For like a month? Or? I, think oh, I rotate. We rotate. Rotate. Yeah, yeah. 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 And all this is just like whatever Gabe feels about. Give it. us a tip. Yeah. It's just a high yeah. five. But and remember, um, you get a free T-shirt. No, not at the high five level. 
high five, high five is just access to digital content. Okay, well, this is after, good. This is why we talked about it. But the rest this of the good. the tiers that yes. you do yeah, get a free T-shirt, right. and Correct. there's some other gifts that come with some of the other tiers. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you get access to all kinds of behind the scenes content. Do we, we have any more? We've of those? done interviews. No, we're we, we have, all out. We all out. We have behind the scenes interviews with Vody Bakum, yeah. yeah, Tom Askell, yeah. Doug Wilson. Who else? Gary Demar, well, uh, Uncle Gary on God and Government. That is uh, one of the most important series. There's, yeah. there's ten segments. Also, eschatology. Keith McCarty raising sturdy kids. That's there. Yeah. All that. Um, I mean, uh, plus, um, we did a East Coast tour um, yeah. uh, last yeah. year. That's right. Before yeah. the COVID hit. There's a, uh, we, we talk- or, actually, Knox brought the COVID to, to the rest of the East Coast. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hey. Because he started out sick in Georgia. I and saw, <laughs> yeah, you and Neil were dead. You guys, but we talked, we did Eric Erickson. We did Justin, uh, uh, what's his name? Gibbony. Gibbony. And, and, and along with Show Baraka. That's Show a great. Baraka. That's a great. We did Walter Williams in his, in his living room. Ooh, yes, that was That was amazing. Uh, yes, we did. Um, that was amazing. We, we did uh, yeah. Kirk Kennedy and um, who else did we do? In, Matt in, French. In Philly. Uh, David, French. David, David French. David French. Yeah, Matt French. <laughs> Wrong guy. Sorry, Matt. I didn't mean to call you. Sorry, Matt. I ain't apologizing to David. But Matt, I'm sorry. Uh, but, you know, we, we um, uh, Maj Ture Maj and, and, oh. and Kurt Kennedy yep. yeah, in, uh, in Philly. That, that was good. Philly. That was good, yeah. Um, anyways. I really like Kurt. All kinds yeah. of content in, in the in the club. Con- if you're already a member and you're not taking advantage of that. That's a lot of do great it. I also do a, a weekly Proverbs Bible study. Yeah, that's every yeah. That we're dropping And don't too. forget, last year during the um, pandemic when it first hit, we dropped a bunch of yeah. content in behind the club portal so people and can have. if you're a club member you get a hundred dollars off your registration oh, to wow. the rally free yeah. james Co- it just comes South out Dakota. just comes out yep. see how you did that okay. <laughs> all right so you know i i started off the show saying would, james- w- w- would you vote for <laughs> <laughs> would you vote for the george floyd bill and right. it's got it's got the name george floyd on it yeah. would you vote for it so the house passed yeah. this bill are, are you it's against a, police officers it, it, Suffocating men on the sidewalk. Yeah. Wait a second, it's a false dichotomy. If I ever heard of one, so the House it actually passed in the House. Yes, okay. a Reform Act named the George Floyd Act, <laughs> and and this this act basically is is going to kind of reform the bill that it actually is going to ban chokeholds. Oh, and it's going to overhaul kind of the qualified immunity protections for officers. Knox, aren't you against aren't you I'm, against chokeholds? Uh, no, I'm not actually. I'm not against chokeholds. No, no, no. Uh, so if Uh-oh. I have a, if and unfortunately, if we have a female officer who happens to be in a situation and and she needs to use everything yeah. in her ability to be able to get out of mm. it and to defend herself, I'm not going to limit her mm. to what tools she can and can't use in yeah. a deadly situation. Mm. Now, I think. Well, I should be. I'm a little scared after the pandemic because I don't think a lot of people have common sense. But it's not about chokeholds. It's about whether or not the officer used anything out of sorts, over and above of how he should have. Yeah. Right. Excess, so excessive force. Excessive force. Yeah. We already have that. Right. We don't need to ban chokeholds. You know. Um, and so yeah. I, I, I want an officer in a yeah. deadly situation because they're going to be in it. What about chokeholds uh, with you know I don't know uh, a belt. <laughs> what about chokeholds yeah, with a right. chain? Yeah. What yeah. about chokeholds with so, a, with you know a plastic strap right. rather than a leather? What one? about COVID chokeholds? So let's, let's <laughs> what's say, up now? Let's say Chauvin didn't use his knee, but he used something else. Yeah. Right. Right now, what? Um, you got to pass another law. We got to pass another no, law. No putting your shin bone on right, him. Right, right. Your knee, my knee. You know, shin, 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 bone, shin bone. Your foot. <laughs> right. Well, uh, and that's your exa- hand. And that's exactly your elbow. right. Elbow. Because there's still something like a chokehold that you can use, but it depends on where you have your elbow in the person's neck, and so you can yeah. hit the side of the throat. But if you have underneath, Guys, you know what? This, actually this a, is actually the rule. difference between prescriptive and canon law. Right. So biblical law is canon law. 
it requires using common sense. It requires using reasoning skills. Yeah. You have a principle. Here's the law. You must have a fence around the, the roof right. of your, of your a house yeah. to protect life. And yep. if, and if you, and if somebody falls off your roof, you're liable for their, their death. That's right. Okay. But the, the, the point of that is it's canon law. It's, yeah. a, it's a case law. And what you do then is you reason from analogy and you say, well, what about swimming pools? Right. Oh, or what about a, you got a lake on your property? Right. You, you know, there, it's, but but so, the problem I have, Toby, with that is the logic during that we've seen this last year. If we had canon law. Right. Which is, <laughs> this goes back. I think this really goes back, though, Pastor Toby, really to your point that you were making last week with the pig playing. There's a premise. <laughs> I'm glad everybody remembers yeah, that you, pig playing the guitar. No, and I think we need to remember yeah, that. We need to have it guitar. on our yeah. cell phones yeah. and hit yeah. play button when yeah. something happens and yeah. says, just this. Yeah. Um, uh, you have that on a stinger yet? You know, it's funny because you know when you, when you bring, yeah, bring. when you're arguing back and forth with someone, you know, what does it have to do with Tia Texas on a Tuesday? And they're like, "What? Yeah. You know, you, well, you need to have that line available because that doesn't matter. What matters yeah. is what's the presupposition behind this, right? 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 What's right. the presupposition behind this? What does God say how we need to do this? Right? And that's what that's what kills me about this. There's a couple things about this bill that really bothers me is that one way or another, it's making a federalized police force. No yeah. matter how you cut this yeah. bill, yeah. no matter what. You do and here's the thing there's, well, there's so many things but here's the thing about this either um with the federalized police bill like you're going to have the federal government in some way or another yep. offering funds to all these little small entities which they're created inside this bill to look over the police department to train the police department to hold then, them accountable to hold them accountable and then yep. report all the way back up right. so so yep. so you've got a few things here yep. keep this in mind so one of all first of all you've got the problem of this prescriptive law versus canon, canon law, law yep. okay the the way, this is a form of legalism where you have to list everything that's illegal right you know i said no jumping on the bed i said no jumping on the bed with one foot i said no jumping on the bed with you know yep. you, you just keep listing the yep. things that's problematic all by itself. Knox is pointing out the other thing that's problematic, the other presupposition that they're asking you to buy, it's the other assumption that they're asking you to take, um, is uh, is this idea that it's the federal government's job right. to oversee right. policing. Yeah. Right. And it's not. It's not. And the same thing with the Voter Rights Act that or the, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. the, we're the that we're just the, talking about with Matt. Exactly. The, the idea that the, it, you know, the, uh, the reason why historically policing has been done at the local level is because when you give somebody a gun – when you give them the power of the sword, you need close accountability, yeah. right. not federal accountability, not accountability of, of boards and committees and, and administrative rules and laws where things, it just gets lost. Right. That's yeah. a black box. Talk right. about a black yeah. box. Yeah. Yeah. Where's it the code? Ghosted. Where's the code for that? Yeah. Right. It's lost in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Whereas we wanted sheriffs and, and municipal police to be accountable to the local people yeah, right. so that if they're abusing, you know, if, if they're like arresting uh, minors for putting sticks up, bars. We, we can find out their name. Yeah, we can right. find out. We, we can talk to their boss. We can talk to the to the mayor, to the city council um, that's that's funding them. Right. And you can deal with it at the local level. That's I think it's exactly right, Knox. We don't don't um, you got to deny the assumption. You have to deny that, that's that. Right. And here's why this. I think so. Growing up in a, a very highly policed, wrongly policed community. Um, Minneapolis, you refer to Minneapolis. North side of Minneapolis, yeah. south side of Minneapolis, yeah. period. I mean, yeah. it's it's rough. Uh, but growing up in that environment, looking at 
this bill, there was natural parts of me that was drawn to it. Right, right. Because I knew at the moment that there would be some sort of, I mean, even something like this, I think even with whole Nate's whole situation, there are things in here right. that would require the police to act a particular type of way, and I don't even think they would have a case right. if something like this were to pass. Right. The discrimination laws, all that stuff. Right. It, it's, there's a knee-jerk reaction to be like, oh man, I would have lived so much differently. It's an offer of salvation. It is. What I don't see, what I wouldn't see then that I see now is, wait a second, this opens up the door right. for an oh, even worse form of totalitarianism that I hate right, right. now. Right. And, and this is the sort of thing, though, we, we've, been, we've been letting this camel under the tent. We've been yes. letting this time. elephant yep. in the teacup. Okay. <laughs> we've been, we've been, sure. Remember the first ten amendments yes. to the Constitution. All ten of them were put in place because the anti-federalists Patrick Henry, among the chief, said Patrick Henry went to his grave saying that the Constitution was a bad idea. Yeah. Patrick yeah. Henry went to the, his grave saying it was a bad idea. Man. He's, Love to get him on the show. <laughs> he, he's in, he's in, you can cancel him, but you can't get him on the show. He's in heaven right now saying, I told you so. Yeah. Because yeah. his, his prophecy was, when he read the Constitution, he says, this is too much power for the federal government. And over time, the federal government is going to ultimately do the thing that we just rebelled from England over. And they, a yeah. centralized government. And, and so what they did was they, they came back and they offered, the, the Federalists offered 10 amendments, that's the Bill of Rights, yeah. and all 10 amendments, all 10 of them, are aimed at the federal government. Yeah. Right. The yeah. central government. The central you federal government. You cannot do this. Cannot you cannot take do away this. rights to yep. free speech, yep. the right to protest, the right to assemble, the right to religion, the right yep. to bear arms. Right. Um, the federal government cannot insist on you housing soldiers, cannot take away your due process. Yeah. It's, it was all a bunch of red tape and yellow tape and flashing lights and barbed wire around the federal government. Right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Now, here's what happens. There are now uh, 27 amendments yep. in the Constitution. Yeah. Um, and... Pretty much right after the 11th and 12th Amendments, they were kind of the last ones that kind of focused on what the feds do and yep. sort of limiting them. The 12th Amendment was just about the vice president being separate than the pres- from yeah. the president. After that, almost all of them have flipped the switch. Yeah. They have all now been actually aimed at what states cannot do. Right. The very thing that the Bill of Rights was intended to do, which was to keep feds in their place, yep. got flipped around. And it this started with, you know... And the, the 13th, the 13th Amendment, Amendment yeah. which had to do uh-huh. with outlawing slavery, slavery. Uh-huh. in the states. Yeah. And that's, that's actually, you know, Frederick Bastiat um, on the book on the law, he called yeah. this. Yeah. He called this. America is like, they're, what they're doing is great, but they d- hadn't dealt with slavery. Yeah. Had they dealt with slavery yeah. in the beginning, and mainly, mainly dealing with slavery in the sense of making that black person a citizen of America, right. I don't think they would have had the same problem with the 14th Amendment and the 13th Amendment. Right. Because right. One, one thing that was happening, why this is all getting written, black people who were here, Weren't citizens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what they did because of that, yeah. because of not dealing with it in the beginning like they should have yeah. and had a better perspective of what Freeman looked like. <laughs> or or yeah. uh, instead of dealing with the problem even after the fact yeah. in, a, in a more biblical way. Well, yeah, even if though, I think even if they would have given citizenship to sure. slaves, right. I think they wouldn't, they wouldn't have the same sort of hooks right. that we get from the amendments. Right. Because yeah. that's what they're trying to fix after this. Right. Well, what do we do with the slaves? Right. What, where do they go? So, How do we so, deal with them? So the 13th Amendment is the first shot, which says no, slavery is outlawed. Right. Except, of course, where the federal government and, unless we Unless yep. the jails and, take and, you in. Yeah. Unless you're James Coates. Right. Ooh, oh, bars. Free, free James, James Coates. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, What's wrong with any, anybody that says that we have no slavery 
in America is wrong. wrong. Yeah. Because there's millions of people incarcerated right now, yep. and they're slaves, according yep. to the 13th Amendment. Then the 14th Amendment comes yep. along. Um, and that's where uh, constitutional scholars say that next to the First Amendment, yeah. the 14th Amendment is the single most litigated amendment in the whole Constitution. Wow. It makes sense, though. Wow. Because what happened was that's where we really turned the corner. The 13th sort of tells the states they can't do slavery anymore. Right. But all by itself didn't really revolutionize it. No, no, no. What the 14th <laughs> Amendment does, though, is it, it says, it, it, it's the sort of doctrine of incorporation. It says that the rights that were preserved and protected in the First Amendment and yeah. then the Bill of Rights that the feds could not take away from the states. The 14th Amendment explicitly says, basically, the feds can also now yeah. require the states not to take those rights away from their citizens. Right. And that's actually the 14th Amendment is the one that establishes citizenship yeah. for everybody who's born and naturalized in the United States. Right. Right. Yeah. It, was, it was aiming particularly at former slaves. Right. Um, but then what it says is now the feds, this is setting up the, the, the precedent that... The turn. That yeah. now the feds can 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 go after states yes. who they believe are taking away their rights of free speech, um, assembly, religion, yeah. all those yeah. sorts yeah, right, of things. Right, right. Those civil rights. Right. Um, now the feds can sort of insist that the states not take those things away from the citizens of the country. Right. Because now they're citizens of the country. Right. So, the, so, so yeah. the country says we have a, an right. interest in protecting them. So something happens with George Floyd and all of a sudden the federal government so, can come and say so this, we're changing all the policing. So since um, the 1860s, 1870s, when the 14th Amendment was ratified, yeah. that's what's been creeping up. It's, it's not been right away, but you know we, we talked about this with the Civil Rights 64 Act, sixty four legislation, um, but, the Transgendered right. Equality Act, and 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 yep. all the Equality Act stuff, and yep. that's what's kind of in the background though of even this kind of thing is yeah. the federal government's <laughs> sort of assuming the responsibility of making sure that citizens yeah. have all their rights protected. And, and truthfully, I mean, when you think about it, if you're going to go down this road, you got to have something like this. Well, that's, I mean, right. where have, are the breaks? Right. Well, well, that's the problem. We don't know how to discriminate, so there are none. Right. There right. Are, we, we, yeah, we can't reason yeah, there, there right. are none, so we can make whatever we want to do. But right. we had a real problem. Right. right. Part of what was going on was, you know. But this. this should, should, so what should they have done? I mean, at this point, if you got the 13th Amendment said so there's no more slavery, how do you then work with states that are going to do whatever they want to do? Yeah. Well. Right. I, I would argue that we should have used a free market. That's what we should have done. Right. We should have used a free market. We should have said, basically, look, um, we should we should have um, what what Romans thirteen says is that godly magistrates praise the righteous yep. and they yep. punish right. criminals, evildoers. Yep. Yep. So yep. where there actually was crime being committed, states should uphold their laws. But I think they, sh- you know, that the, you should have used the bully pulpit and you know praised people um, yep. who were allowing um, you know black businesses to start, I allow agree. them to mm-hmm. vote, and so on. And what we should have done is let it just work its way out of time. You've talked about this before, Gabe, in terms of pro-life, in terms of, you know, let let Washington, in some sense, if they want to kill their babies, let them kill their babies. Idaho, outlaw abortion. Yeah. Um, you know, South Dakota, outlaw abortion. Florida, yeah. Texas, whatever. Um, this is a state where we don't kill our babies. Yeah. And then and this is a state, I would say the same thing with marriage. Yes, in right. our state, we don't do sodomite marriages. Right. Uh, we don't do gay mirage. Yep. Um, yep. It's one man, one woman. Right. Um, protect them with um, good divorce laws and so That's on. That's right. right. And, and 
then over time, let that culture develop. That's right. Where do people want to live? I mean, right right now, people are fleeing Washington and Oregon and California and New York. That's right. Because they're trying to find free places. And I think what we should have done is allow it to work its way out like that. And it would have done pretty fast. If Black Wall Street could have did what they did in the 1920s under that type of criticism, think of how much more slaves could have done being that they were the driving force of all of America as it related to economics, right? Slavery, you know, the slaves were doing all the work and creating most of the economics in America. Right. Well, let them go to the free states right. and cre- right. do whatever they want to do. Right. We, we, have to, we have to trust freedom, basically. We, you know, God gives us freedom. Yeah, that's right. And and we don't need the state. We don't need the feds. That's right. To uh, give us our rights or yeah. our freedom. They don't give it to them. We got it from God. Yeah. And over time, people will do bad things with their freedom sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, if we don't have a Christian culture to be able to show how this operates right. and how this lives out, then they, right. we don't, they don't see an example of it right. to say this is the alternative to right. what that is. But we're seeing an alternative right now yeah. with James Coates that's right. in jail. That's that's right. right. Free James Coates. Free James Coates. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Free James Coates. 2020. God exposed America with a bunch of viral particles. A plague. God flicked and we buckled. Our political leaders shut down their states in fear. Our pastors abdicated the church as non-essential. And we have been scattered by petty, tyrannical resolutions and edicts into our homes or hiding our shame with masks. Businesses have been shut down by arbitrary non-essential labels. Strip clubs, pot shops, and abortion facilities remained open while churches were threatened, regulated, and fined. First Amendment rights were trampled on as we Christians were arrested by despotic, unprincipled local governments. Citizens were harassed by unelected health districts, and communities were threatened in their houses by cops. This sounds like a third world country, a bad dream, but it is not. It is the new America. This America is ruled by fear. This America is ruled by opportunistic politicians who don't give a damn about you. This America breeds a compliant citizenry that cares more about their strip clubs and DoorDash deliveries, that cares more about their safety and their comforts, than the truth that Jesus is King of Kings and that our freedoms are protected by the Constitution. This America is worse than King George III's America. It's time to take a stand, but to stand requires courage and courage requires repentance. What we need is reformation and revival in our churches, in our families, in our communities, in our businesses, and in our government. Every square inch means the blood of Jesus. We need to cease this moment where all our sins, fears, and failures have been exposed by God through this plague and gather to sing psalms, to feast, and to get strengthened, to be encouraged, and equipped to lead America back to Jesus, who is King of kings and Lord of lords. Governor after governor instituted some sort of shutdown, ignoring your constitutional rights. There was one governor, one state, that did not buckle and join the crowd of governors driven by fear. Governor Christine Nome has stood strong through this pandemic, and so we are bringing our first annual Fight, Laugh, Feast rally to Rapid City, South Dakota, April 29th through May 1st. Join us in the land of the free and the home of the brave as we learn to love God, sing psalms, and defy tyrants.